0: Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. And gone! Trust the same experts who make the right call for the Royals and go to kansashealthsystem.com royals.
1: Player, coach, pain in the ass. He's done it all on the gridiron from South Bend to Arrowhead. From football on the radio, back to football, then more radio, then a little more football, and now radio again. It's Tim Grunhard on the program.
2: Welcome back. You're in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, broadcasting live uh, right now from Surprise, Arizona, spring training home of your Kansas City Royals. Uh, we talk a little football. Pause from the uh, baseball conversation. Uh, we welcome, of course, Tim Grunhardt, football insider, life coach, Chiefs Hall of Famer. He's brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. You want a Hall of Fame time? Watching some college basketball. Listen, I could have used a 29 degree man size draft beer trying to stomach that K State Texas game. Sometimes you just need a beverage. And with premium cocktails served over ice balls, Curtis knows all about that. Uh, with the 29-degree uh, man-sized draft beer, a made-from-scratch menu, TVs everywhere, and, of course, the most scenic views anywhere in town. Why else would you go anywhere to watch your college basketball than Twin Peaks? TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Uh, very soon there will be baseball uh, going on there. I don't know, maybe it's some UFL football, NFL draft. Twin Peaks has you covered. Independence, Olita, and in the Northland. Find them online at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. We welcome Tim Grunhard. Timmy, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing good. It's good to be on with you. And I'm jealous that you're in Arizona. I am in Florida. So, really so what are you well crying about? about? Well, you know what? I, I love I love uh, uh, spring training. And one of these times I'd love to get down there and, and go watch the Royals and then head over and see my Cubs in Arizona. Uh, I am heading back. I actually uh, have some uh, – my daughter and her – uh, fiance are are here and um i'm going to head over to uh Jupiter to watch the cardinals Ugh, the cardinals but uh it's baseball and the cardinals and the mariner uh and the, not the mariners but the um uh, Marlins uh have their spring training right here so probably head down there and check that out for a little bit i i, I love i'm glad that baseball's here and you know the old adage is super bowl's over here it's baseball season and Looking forward to, you know, it was other than the Daytona 500, which I went to last night, uh, there's just not a lot of stuff on on, uh, TV. So looking forward to baseball kicking back in.
2: Yeah, a little bit of football withdrawal there. Uh, Timmy, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since the uh, parade. And, of course, uh, what was supposed to be a tremendously joyous occasion has, you know, ended up as, is always going to be remembered as tragedy, as, uh, you know, we had a fatal shooting and, and 23 injured, all total children injured, just what ended up being a horrible scene uh, at the end of the parade. Just, you know, your, your, your thoughts on, uh, on that. I know we haven't had a chance to talk to you about it, um, you know. What, how how tough was that for you to watch?
1: It was really tough. Um, you know, it, it hit home, uh, Bishop Miege uh, family. Um, you know, I knew uh, uh, Lisa Lopez Galden um, a little bit. Uh, her her kids were in school with my kids, and obviously she's a uh, a graduate from Bishop Miege. So it hit close to home. And uh, you know uh, this this weekend, as uh, we you know we had some poor weather here in Florida. Uh, a, a lot of people were trying to get a hold of me to see if I could find um, a way to get uh, Harrison Butker uh, jersey uh, to Lisa. Um, you know, she she'd like to be uh, buried in it, um, which she's a huge a huge fan of, of Harrison, and as well as she should be. Um, so that that was kind of kind of brought it back home a little bit. Uh, you know, over the last thirty years, Saran, one of the things that I have been able to do, which is hard to do, but it it is such an honor to do, uh, whether it was as a player and an ambassador, um, you know, going and visiting people that were sick and terminal in the hospital, uh, and, um, you know, they just wanted to talk about the Chiefs. Um, The Chiefs, to them, uh, is their family. Uh, The Chiefs, to them, is their passion. Um, So you know when 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 somebody is in that state and they they know they're going to pass away and obviously Lisa didn't know that was going to happen and um a very very tough situation for for their family but they're using the Kansas City Chiefs and her love for the Kansas City Chiefs to get them through it and uh it's just to me sometimes it's just amazing and uh, I'm in awe of people that uh, say you know hey listen we love the Chiefs and we'll be watching the Chiefs from that 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 big easy chair in the sky and and um, you know we are so blessed uh, to have the Kansas City Chiefs organization and the Kansas City Chiefs in our community. Whether you know this even before Super Bowls and everything else, people obviously love the Chiefs, and and um, a tough tough deal for uh, for us. But I'm glad that uh, somehow, some way, the Kansas City Chiefs and and their love for the Chiefs can get their family and uh, through these these tough situations and we are so blessed to uh, have uh, the Chiefs organization and the Chiefs um, in, in our lives. And, um, you know, the parade um, just broke my heart. Uh, people out there celebrating yeah. uh, another Super Bowl. And, you know, Seren, you did a great job. Uh, I, I not only did a lot of people text me and I'm not just saying this because we're on. Uh, really, I'm not. Uh, the four, four hours that you covered it, uh, the one day and then throughout the week. Uh, so it helped a lot of people, uh, get through, uh, this tough situation. You spoke from the heart and, uh, I, I, commend you for that. And also, uh, I commend, uh, the Chiefs Kingdom for rallying around the, the families of the people that were, uh, injured and then also the, uh, Lopez Galvin family. Um, that's what it's all about. So, um, yeah, really, really tough situation and the yep. euphoria of the frayed. Obviously, was uh, slammed shut um, with this tough situation, but you know, um, I know that Lisa would want us to go on, and I know that Lisa's family wants us to go on, and and um, and you know, we'll we'll always remember uh, them. We'll remember the people that were injured, you know, the little girls from St. Agnes, and 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 all the other people that were injured. Uh, so uh, we go on, and uh, we talk about the. The business of football, and and that's what's coming up. And you know the euphoria of Chris Jones uh, standing on stage and say, "I'll be back next year." And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, "Well, you know, it remains to be seen." And so there's a lot of guys like Chris Jones with Jerry Sneed, you know, Donovan sure. Smith with Kay all up. So it'll be the business of football is upon us. We got through another season, you and I, and we've done many, many together. It, it was uh, an awesome, awesome uh, season. Uh, Ups and downs, obviously, and then, you know, ups and downs throughout this process of of breeding, too. So it just seems to kind of be a microcosm of our football season.
2: Yeah, it does. And uh, and it'll always be there. It'll always be something we talk about. You did mention how football is going to move, move forward. It always does. Yeah. And, you know, in this case, like, who do you move forward with? The Chiefs made some tough decisions a couple of years ago. One very tough one that they were going to trade Tyreek Hill. Um, they decided to keep Chris Jones. And, you know, back in, you know, after they won the Super Bowl in 19, paid dividends, but he's four years older now right mm-hmm. like where do you go 32 million is a franchise tag number for him um that's a big check uh to have just for one year uh, it's you know if you sign him for multiple years you can backload the deal prorate things out bring that cap number down a lot they've only got 45 million to spend uh right now or at least that's what it was i don't know the numbers might be a little bit different here but what do you do with chris jones is you know are are you go playing it year by year with the franchise tag and running the risk that he's going to hold out again. Uh, What do you do?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think uh, as much as we love Chris Jones and uh, as great as he's been for this organization and a key part of these Super Bowl runs, uh, it's probably time to move on from Chris Jones. Uh, $32 million uh, is a big number uh, to franchise. Uh, You have LeJarius Sneed, who... Will if franchise will be about nineteen million dollars, a little bit maybe a little bit under that. Uh, I think they're going to ha- they're going to make a decision to tag one of the two. Uh, like you said, Chris Jones is four years older. Uh, if I if I was if I was the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd offer him a pillow deal where I'd say hey listen, you got one year, um, you know we'll, we'll maybe you know try to find a way to you know pay you and and you could be a part of history of winning uh, three Super Bowls in a row and be a part of the three peat. I'm not sure if he'll go for that. Uh, you know, I think that he said all the right things uh, during the parade and all the right things during the run, but the reality is it's business. And, um, you know, there's a lot of teams right now that are, that are uh, looking at Chris Jones, including Chicago Bears, and, they, and the Las, uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, have, have expressed some interest in, in trying to find a way to sign Chris Jones. I just don't know if you can do it. I, there's a lot of guys on this team. That uh, need to be re-signed. You know, there's always a big turnover. Now the Chiefs, I think, have been lucky over the last uh, four or five years of not having. Well, you know, I I don't want to. You know, I can't say that because if you look at that first Super Bowl team and then you look at the team that just walked off the field, there's a lot. There's been a lot of change. Um, But the one thing that's been consistent, it's been the coaches, which to me is just amazing. So if you can keep that same coaching staff with Brett Beach at the helm as the GM, bringing in guys. And you have Andy Reid, who's uh, going to be around, and then obviously Spag is going to be around, and Dave Tobe is signed, and he's going to be around, uh, that you can bring in guys and you can develop guys and, and um, you know, you can go to the next phase. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs can do that. I think they will do that. I think with Patrick Mahomes at the, at the, at the helm and the, the undisputed leader in the face of the, of the organization, really the face of the NFL, um, you know, I think you're okay. Uh, I know that they're going to probably ask him to restructure some things, but I just don't think restructuring uh, Patrick Mahomes and doing all the things that uh, maybe restructuring Travis Kelsey and Joe Tooney and all those guys, I just don't know if that's going to make it. Um, uh, enough money to, to sign Chris Jones and to be able to stay under the salary cap and to keep luxurious needs. So right. I think you're going to see some turnover in players in this off season.
2: You know, e- every time a big-name player comes up and it's it's time wow. to decide whether or not to re-sign him or move on, I I get the same people telling me they've always got creative reasons why this is the one that should be signed. Right. Now, this time you make the exception. A popular theme right now is because you've got a chance to go for three in a row. I get people who, you know, tell me, I said, well, would you trade the shot at three Super Bowls for this one? Well, I don't think it would be that. Well, let's say it is. Is Mm -hmm. winning a third championship in a row, being the first team to win three Super Bowls in a row, is that worth... You know, having to take a step back for, let's say, two years and and know that you're not going to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender for two years. Would you trade that? Because I think if you walk on both those guys, you're absolutely going to be one of the top contenders every year here moving forward. If yes. you decide that you're going to sign them both, you're definitely going to have a painful ending at some point. And you're mm-hmm. realistically not going to, Because it's not just that, oh, well, they'll be old and we'll have to cut them. You'll have to cut other players, too, just because of the cap hit you'll take when you walk away from these guys. So what is a third consecutive Super Bowl championship worth?
1: Yeah, uh, you know I, I agree with what you're saying, and it's hard. It's a hard decision. I know Brett Beach and and the Hunt family, and listen, the fans. I mean, we we don't want to see our guys leave. Um, I think, like like I said, I think it's time to move on from Chris, and and you know, listen, that that's not any indication of that we don't love Chris and we would love him to have him here. But the reality is, the business of the sport, and uh, thirty two million dollars uh, with a with a franchise tag is. It's just way, way too much, and you know. And I'm sure there's some debate whether Legarrette Sneed at 18 to 19 million dollars uh, on a franchise tag uh, is the right move. I don't know. Uh, I would, I would uh, um, tend to think that maybe the, the latter. Hey, you know, let's keep Sneed around, put him on a franchise tag, and then you're gonna have to deal with it again and again and again. And that's kind of the reality of football. Uh, but. You know, if you if you do like like you said, if if you if you if you say okay, we want three Super Bowls in a row, we're going to have to sign these guys. Which which I don't think you're going to have to. I think that once again, you know, getting back to my point that you know when you have Patrick Mahomes and you have this coaching staff being very consistent and then having this coaching staff staying together, that you'll find some guys and bring some guys in and develop some guys, and you're going to be right there again. And you know, if you look at this season during the season, it wasn't pretty. But when you have Patrick Mahomes and you have that coaching staff and you have the the people around that organization that find ways to win, then you're going to have a chance if you make the playoffs. And I think you can make the playoffs without Chris Jones. And you're probably right. You could probably make the playoffs without the Jarius Sneed, although I would like to see him stay. But the reality is you're probably not going to. But if you do sign those two guys, say goodbye to Creed Humphrey. He's gone. Uh, Say goodbye to Bolton. He's gone. Um, You know, um, I would say that Willie Gay, um, if he's on those, he's gone. Um, you know, as far as, you know, Drew Tranquil, uh, he's gone. So, I mean, you're, you're going to lose a lot of uh, the guys uh, that you can bring in and, uh, and, and keep in this organization uh, that are, are also really important to this organization to go on. Uh, but you're going to lose a lot of guys if you keep those two. So, uh, yeah. So I think everybody out there that's saying that hey, we got to be bring Chris Jones back at 32 million. You got to find a way to keep Lagarius Steed. You know, say goodbye to the core of your offensive line. Uh, say goodbye to uh, probably you know some of the guys on the back end that. Uh, That we'd all like McDuffie, although they're you know they're younger guys, but they're most likely going to have to be gone because you're going to have to make some huge decisions, some huge cuts in the cap. I am not a cap expert. I said that now for as long as the cap's been around, I don't. Well, I play one on TV, so I can tell. I know. And you do do a good job. That's why I'm going to defer to you. Um, If you do sign those guys, don't you think you lose five, six, seven of the core guys right now?
2: Yeah, I do. And and that's why that's what I'm not willing to do. And I'm not willing to compromise the offense. I think the offense listen, I think the last two championships have been fantastic. I think they've been a great example of, you know, just be good enough and count on, you know, your team to make some plays and you're going to win some championships, right? Like, don't ever sell out for one. Because even when you sell out, like, that's the thing is, like, people don't get it, is If you sell out for it, that's not a guarantee you're going to get the third. Like, if you sign Jones and LeJarrius Snee, that doesn't mean, oh, well, good, well, we get that championship. And maybe even another one. No. Like, they just barely won it with those guys this year. They won it. Make no mistake about it. I'm not dinging them. I, I think we've seen... What it looks like the last two years, really the last three years, when you're good enough to win a championship. You're not going to win it every year, but you're going to be a bitch to knock out. And if a couple things go your way then you can win it. And they've done that back-to-back. If you sign those two guys and Chris Jones starts getting a little older and LeJerry Sneed starts getting a little older, and now you don't go out and get a T. Higgins uh, and you go back into the draft and you get a Sky Moore instead of a Rashie Rice, that wide receiver, who doesn't really help, and all of a sudden your team's not as good. You You kept the band together, but everybody got a little bit older and everybody's not as good. So I am adamant. Like, if you think you can slap a franchise tag on LeJarrius Sneed for one more year, or slap a tag on one of them and trade them for picks, that's what I'd like to see done with both of them. If you can get more than a third-round pick, then I would like to see you trade one, franchise one, trade them both, you know, make that happen and keep moving down the road and make the offense better, because I don't think you can have the offense be any worse than win. And so if you got to give up a little defense to get better on offense, I'm all for it. So... You know, again, I love Chris Jones. I love LeJerry Sneed. I'd love to see him play here forever. But reality is, what do you want? Do you want guys locked and loaded for your ring of honor, like Tim Grunhard, Or do you want to make the tough decision to move on from Tim Grunhard and make yourself a better team for the good of it?
1: What do we well, want? Well, Tim Grunhard. you know, it's funny. I was trying to find a way to kind of bring my, my situation into this. Well, it's always about you, Tim. I well I know because that's all I know I am <laughs> not smart enough to really talk about anybody else so I, I have to... <laughs> That's so <laughs> not the, true The reality is that uh you know in my 10th or 11th year um you know I probably could have um gone on somewhere else and played I listen I I was uh you know in my last year I was coming off of you know 7 years in a row without missing a game I missed uh, a game against the 49ers Uh, with two games left in my 11th year. So I'm sure, listen, I knew in the back of my mind that I wasn't quite the player that I was in my, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth year going into my ninth, tenth, and eleventh year. But I probably could have gone out and stole a couple of years and added a couple more zeros uh, in my bank account, and I would have probably been a lot easier to your life right now. But the reality is, I didn't do that, um, and I'm not. Sure I don't, I don't know. It. I
2: don't know that it'd been easier on your knees and your hips. And no, I think you no, probably you,
1: yeah. you made the right choice. Yeah. But but your point
2: is 100 percent valid, and you know you made that choice for you. But the Chiefs got to make that right. choice
1: for the team, right? And and you know what? And the Chiefs made the choice with me when when Dick Vermeil came in. He said, "Hey, we're going to move on." And you know, I get it. I got it. And and I knew hey, that's okay. Now, I, like I said, I can go steal a year or two here with somebody, or do I want to stay here in Kansas City, where uh, you know I've, I've made I've made my name and and uh, you know on the back end, uh, be able to do radio shows like this and have investments and be a big part of the community and all those kind of things. I had to make a decision because um you know that 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 was that was kind of my predicament and I decided to stay and I and I knew it in the back of my mind I, listen I could have stole a couple more years but I wasn't what I what I what I really it it just wasn't in my DNA to go and and, and play at 50 or 60%. It just yeah. wasn't.
2: It, so, and I think Chris I think I think the point, and yeah. I think you make a great point because I think Chris Jones you know is 100% of what he's been 50 100% of his best 50% of the time now. Like even I can see, and and we've talked about how D. Lyman. It's just they're such big bodies, and it's such a max effort deal. You just can't bring seventy-seven snaps at one hundred percent. And so, like the way I try to describe to people, look for the Chicago Bears that I think will be hot to trot for Chris Jones. You know, the Raiders you mentioned, whoever it is, getting one hundred percent of Chris Jones on fifty percent of the snaps is worth it to them. It's not to this team. Right. They don't need to do that. They're not Chris Jones. Like, this is the natural order of the world. You win a championship with Chris Jones and the Chris Jones goes and cashes in on that by being paid way more than he actually delivers for a team that is just trying to get to the playoffs. Right. This team is trying to win a championship and you have to be at peak efficiency across the board at all the spots to make that work. And so I think you just have to say, look, We're going to take a step back when it comes to our defensive line. That's going to be the reality. And when it comes to you know, our offense, we're going to take those resources and we're going to get better on offense. It's always going to be an ebb and flow, and they did a remarkable job of making the right call to keep Chris Jones, but now it's time to cash that ticket out and take the draft pick, get more young players. They were the youngest defense in the NFL. That is a huge part of why they were so good on defense, was because how young they were. You don't now want to keep everybody into their late 20s and 30s, because defense is a max effort side of the ball, and I, I, I think this is a pretty easy one to, to
1: move on. Yeah, so it was, let's, let's think about some teams right now that have kind of made that decision and tried to chase after a Super Bowl. You know, I, I, Dallas Cowboys come to mind a little bit. Uh, you know, they, 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 they kind of are, you know, trying to keep the band together. And now that they haven't won a Super Bowl and they obviously have struggled in the playoffs, you're seeing a lot of discord and a lot of issues with that organization you know, from top to bottom. I mean, so, you know, I sometimes you just got to kind of cut bait and, you know, bring in and start over again. You 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 know, you go and you, you go draft a, a defensive lineman and you develop, and the, the good news is for everybody out there is, you know, and, and, you know, half the people listening to the show right now are pissed and half the other people are saying, and they may be scratching their head a little bit, like, well, how can you guys talk about getting rid of Chris Jones? But the reality is that, you know what, you reset. You go out and you draft a guy, and you have that coaching staff that has developed guys like Chris Jones and developed guys like Willie Gay and developed guys, you know, like LeJarius Need. So, you know, now it's time to let hey, stand up. You kept that coaching staff together, which I think is huge. You keep that coaching staff together, and you bring in some younger guys, and, you know, you, you reset it, you know, the cap cap-friendly guys in the draft. And, uh, and you develop those guys, and, and you have yeah. the next Chris Jones. I mean, who, who would have thought that we'd be talking about Lejarius Sneed being uh, a franchise player for the Kansas City Chiefs three or four years ago? You, would, you know, you knew he's a hell of a player, but a franchise player, who knows? But he developed into that, and now it's time to go in a draft and find some guys and, you know, start the process over. And the Chiefs have done an unbelievable job over the last four or five years being draft defensive heavy in the draft. And you know, and it's shown and it's and it's and it's and it's worked. Uh, now it's time to figure out a new uh, plan and, and you know, keep that core. Keep the Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey's not going anywhere. And you'll be able to keep Creed Humphrey. You better keep Trey Smith. You better keep Joe Tooney. You know, maybe go find another tackle. Maybe keep one of those tackles. Maybe move on to Donovan Smith. I don't know. But the reality is that if you have that core, like you said, especially on the offensive side and you've got a young defense, this team can get back to the playoffs. Once you get in the playoffs, we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, yes. Patrick Mahomes is a different player in the playoffs. So as long as Patrick Mahomes is still wearing 15, is still wearing a Chiefs helmet, this team has an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl every year once they make the playoffs.
2: We're talking to Tim Grunhard here in the program. Timmy, you mentioned Creed Humphrey. Do they need to move him to guard now that it's the off season? Is it time to say because the snapping didn't get better at all? Uh, is it time to move him to guard? Would you make that move uh, this this off season? And yeah, that would that would open up the ability to trade Joe Tooney, trade Trey yeah. Smith, uh, or, or or trade Creed to Humphrey, frankly, and and get somebody who can snap the ball.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, if you would ask me this question halfway through the year, I probably would have said you are crazy. And even right now, I am like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I think Creed. Um, I am not sure if well, the reason. One, one other
2: thing, real quick. Let me just add one more layer to it, Tim, for you to chew yeah. on. What's he going to do in the off season that's going to make it better? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what, like is it because if he does something in the off season to make it better, it, it's the first time he thought it was a problem. Right, it was clearly a problem a, all year.
1: Creed, Creed, give me a call. I, I will work with you. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not patting myself in the back. But listen, I'm taught a lot of when you can take a kid who is in eighth grade who's never played center, and then that's a the great thing about coaching high school football for all the people out there. Why do you coach high school football? Because when you get a freshman, most of the time they don't even know how to get in a stance. Right. And, you know, and all of a sudden you got to teach a kid how to snap and shotgun snap, because most of the high school kids now are shotgun snapping. So you, you got to work on it and, and, and you have to you have to uh, make it a point of emphasis. And, you know, and and, and there's little things. When, and, and, and I'm a prime example of this, too. I never played center until I got to the NFL. I, in my book, I talk about Howard Budd walking over, handing me a football and saying, hey, you're playing center. I'm like, I am. All right, so guess who taught me how to play center? Mike Webster. He taught me how to snap the ball. He taught me how to hold the ball. He taught me how to do all the things. And for everybody out there that keeps saying, "Well, Grunhart didn't—they didn't have shotguns back then." What are they? What are you talking about? You know, we did. We 60 percent of the time we we're n- not 100 percent like they do now, basically. But about 60 to 70 percent of the time, we we're in a shotgun. And you know, and I and I often told you about Steve the Berg, you know, on the sideline coming up to me and say, "Hey, listen, dude, if that ball isn't where I need it, you're screwing the whole play up. I don't have the timing to get the ball out. I got to change the, the you know, my hands around to get the laces, and I got to move the ball so I can throw it. And It's a timing thing. And you're screwing everything up by this snap. So." To answer your question, yes. I, you know what, it wouldn't be a horrible idea to bring Creed in and say, "Hey, Creed, let's talk about this. Are you willing to work on this snap stuff? Are you willing to, you know, make an point of emphasis in your off season to get this right? Because you're right. I mean, especially in the playoffs." And listen, and we, and you and I, we went back and forth over this before. There's a lot of things going through the, the head of a center, a lot of things that he's dealing with, but the reality is the most important thing is the snap. So, before you push a weight, before you do a sprint, before you go and watch film, work on your snap if that's what you want to do. If it's not, then go to guard and bring in a guy who, uh, you know, that you feel comfortable with in the draft or, you know, move Al Gretti over to center. That He's proven he could play. He played center in Illinois. He's a good player. Uh, he can do it. And, you know, here's a guy you want on the field anyway. And uh, like you said, yeah, maybe you can go on from, from Joe Tooney. I love Joe Tooney. I think he's a great guy. I think he's awesome. But, you know, he's making a lot of money move Creed over there, put Allegretti at center. you got Trey Smith. And, you know, really, it's not that much of a drop-off. It, may, it actually may be better.
2: We're talking to Tim Grunhardt here on the program. Last question for you, Timmy, and then we're going to get back into some baseball here. But uh, you mentioned Donovan Smith. You know, he and, Le- and, and Juwan Taylor is not going anywhere. They, they couldn't move him because of his contract. But right. um, they only had in the playoffs four penalties. You know, like they, they really cut the penalties down. Would you be in favor of if you can if it's a an affordable deal of of re-signing Donovan Smith and coming back with those two at tackle?
1: Oh boy. Um, well, it, yeah. It, it, listen, I, I at times was just disc- not disgusted. That's not the right word. At times, wasn't thrilled with their play, but really, overall, I thought in the playoffs, like you said, just like the, the whole team. They bounced back and they they, they they played well. They played well. Now, did they play great? No, they played well. Uh, penalty wise, uh, I think um, you know both of them kind of got swallowed up early in the season with penalties, and and then you know they they were able to turn the turn the ship around a little bit with the with, with the penalties that they they had. And you're right. Um, and then you know, I, so to answer your question. If it's a cap-friendly, team-friendly deal, yes. I wouldn't put myself in any kind of peril to sign Donovan Smith.
2: Okay, okay. That's a, that's a good point. Um, Timmy, uh, great stuff as always. I know we're a little shorter uh, today, but we've got a lot of stuff going on with the baseball. So we will let you go, and uh, we will talk with you uh, next week, my friend. We should have some clarity on the franchise tag, and we'll know a little bit more. Plus, we'll be getting into the combine, and we can start talking about the uh, draft as well. You're the man. We appreciate it, brother. Thanks for being uh, so flexible for us, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks,
1: guys.
0: All right, the Joe's Kansas City Barbecue burnt end of the hour answer. NBA, who was the only player to average 10 rebounds a game for 15 straight seasons? Moses Malone. Nope. He played with Moses Malone, though. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley from 1986 through his last year. Two thousand At the age of 36, he averaged 10.5 boards a game, 15 straight seasons. What I love is... His nickname
3: should have been something about uh, his body type and Mm -hmm. the fact that he could rebound. Somebody should have come up with that.
0: Speaking of that, on the reference sites, they list for any player who has a nickname, they list the nicknames they have. Here are the ones that are listed for Charles Barkley on basketball reference. Sir Charles, Round round Rounder Rebound. Mm -hmm. The Chuckster, The Chuck Wagon, Prince of Pizza... Incredible Bulk, Leaning Tower of Pizza, Bread Truck, Boy Gorge, Love Boat, Food World, Crisco Kid, Wide Load from Leeds. I don't get that. Ton of Fun and Good Time Blimp. Guys, three lines of nicknames on his bio. 61 today. Well,
3: the wide wide load from Leeds is because it's where he's from.
0: Yeah, Leeds, Alabama. Leeds, Alabama. But there's, there's no, like...
3: I think maybe they think Leeds... And yeah. Lo- yeah, I know. It's not... It's no chuck wagon.
2: Yeah. Um, how about it? Do we... Um, do we agree with, uh, you know, Tim? Like, there's a lot of people who say... Like, we read one of these uh, stories on ESPN had the top uh, free agents in their best landing spot. For Chris Jones... They gave the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Matt Bowen says a staple of the front. I could see Jones returning to Kansas City on a multi-year deal, despite Casey's tight cap space. I don't know if that's a thirty-thousand-foot view, or I, I, I just I'm having a hard time putting it together. What makes it what makes it possible? I uh, or if it's a, if the, if it is possible, is it a good move?
2: Right. Right, that's that's the thing that for me, yeah, um, you know, like you can you can make it happen, but here's the bottom line. I mean, do you believe that he's going to play at a really high level for a long time, Are you, for or for at least however long you're going to sign him?
0: Um, I don't believe, unless um, you know, for the, for the length of deal he would insist upon, no. And he's not going to insist upon a – he's not going to okay a deal that's the length that I think he'd be at a high level for, which is about two or three years. He's not going to sign a three-year deal, is he? Or a two-year deal.
2: I mean, you, you know, four with the throwaway. But why do you want to do the throwaways when you yeah. have the ultimate? Yes, it, it just, it just, it just makes and, no sense to me.
0: And as we've we've said before, I mean, are, is this make you how much better on defense? Does it take you from the third best? De- or keep you there? Does it keep you as the third best defense in football? Does it make you the number two? Or should you spend that money in going from twelve to f- five or four? In offense and letting the defense slide back just a little bit, I'd take B in that.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: well, we even did the numbers. We made it clear that the the if you're going to be great in one side of the ball, yes. The ideal scenario is, is now we did that during the regular season, and of course it turned out the Chiefs <laughs> wound up winning it anyway, but. If you if you want to play the numbers, the numbers say you if you're going to be best on if you're going to be great on just yep. one side of the ball, pick the offense.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, for sure. And so I I don't you know. It just you know it's just every year it's just the no I come on, it's like I said with Tim I've got a reason it's because I really want Chris Jones and every year I really want all the players well who are you, then like you know Tim did a great job like there okay so you're moving on from Creed Humphrey no I really want him too well who are you moving on from
0: right Latarious well, Sneed I mean I mean who
2: you know you 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 have to move on from somebody
0: yeah. And they've they've already moved on from one guy who wanted thirty mil, and they've yet to win a they've yet to not win the Super Bowl without him. <laughs> but but yeah. it should show that that the one area that they they did lack this year is on that side of the ball. So if you're going to invest heavily in draft capital or. Free agent capital because you don't know what you can get in the draft. You're probably going to have to spend some money in that position. It needs to be done on the offensive side, and particularly the receiver position.
2: You know, I, I th- th- that to me is like it's just you know they they've been so effective for being willing to move on from guys. I don't understand yeah, right. you know the 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 consternation over this. I, I get guys that are just like, oh, Chris Jones, yeah, you got to have him back. Like, you don't. Like, do you have to get better elsewhere? Yes. But, like, do you have good defensive linemen next year? I mean, no, it's it's a work in progress. But, like, you know, have you won without a great defense before? Yes. So let's get the offense going. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Chiefs have done an amazing job. And I think when you consider they've only got five draft picks, they're going to get some compensation picks as well. But that they've only got, you know, five draft picks. Like, it's, it's going to be kind of tough with all, all that they've got to replace. But I think even if you bring back, like, Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed, it doesn't guarantee you a championship. But it does guarantee that you're going to have hard times after that.
0: Right. Yeah, and your quarterback's 28, not 34. Extend that window.
2: Yeah, I, it, window. to me, I, I, it seems like it's it's so easy to understand. And, and it's so easy for a fan to be like, you go to sign him, you go to sign him. Because then when you do sign him and you don't win, then you just pitch about something else. Well, Brett Veach didn't take DK Metcalf. Yeah. That immediately, became, you know, whatever it is.
0: And they get carried away with the fact that he, he so he wants a three-peat. He wants a, well, he, I'm sure he does want a three-peat. But we'll find out how much he wants a three-peat by... Um, what what he'd be willing to sign for. The other other big-name guy who is mentioned along that line is Legereus Sneed, and he didn't talk about 3 Pete given the microphone. He talked about pay me.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I mean, and so he's you know all in to get paid, which I get it. He's been playing for fourth-round money, and now he wants to get the yeah. payday, and that's great, and that's what the Chicago Bears should do.
0: Yeah, right. That's what the
2: Las Vegas Raiders should do Yes, is because their season is not going to be judged solely on whether you won a championship or not. The Chiefs are. And so, therefore, those teams should go overspent for a player because all they're trying to do is get in the playoffs and save their
0: ass. And the odds that the the, the guy who held out for a new contract this past offseason is suddenly going to come in and give you a a, a nice, sweet, team-friendly deal (laughs) doesn't seem to be borne out by the truth or by the facts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's mesmerizing to me. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll talk some baseball. We're here in Surprise, Arizona, spring training. Our coverage continues uh, here at your home of the Royals for spring training. Surprise, Arizona. All right, welcome back here to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Suren Petro with you as we broadcast live here at Surprise, Arizona, spring training home of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, talking a little football here. Chris Jones, Lujeris Need to sign or not sign? Uh, listen, I'm all for it to think come up with a team friendly deal. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I'll be really surprised. I-, I will say this. I I, I know everyone's like, well, Lujeris Need, they they got to get him because he's younger. I actually think Chris Jones has a chance to play better football over the next two or three years. Right? I just think the bigger guy on the inside powers more his game, and it's more quick twitch uh, with Lajarius Sneed. And so that to me is, you know, uh, um, I, a, you know, the decision I would make is Chris Jones. But then the cost is going to be like almost twice as much. So then my decision is neither. And if we got to take a step back next year, let's do it to take two steps forward in the future. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, because you can still, I mean, you can offset some of the issues in the coverage. You can go get guys. I mean, obviously, they've got one of the best position coaches in the NFL in that in that regard, and on, on, both on the line and particularly in the defensive backfield. You, you've seen what you can do with with Mahomes with a limited wide receiver and offensive space or offensive output. Put some money into that, improve that, and then. You, you work on the other later. Then you you've 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 uh, you fix that part. Then you can address the, the the defense in in years to come and keep that, that straight. That this is the one team that doesn't need to overstep its bounds in, in either one of those two positions, particularly the defensive backfield, because they've shown yeah. they can get all kinds of players in that regard.
2: Yeah, and, I, and listen, I, I I love Sneed. Uh, I think he's great. I, I love Tyreek Hill. I thought he was great. But like, I love winning more. And that was my point. I was kind of joking around like, what do you want? Do you you want to make sure that they're in the ring of honor or do you want to win championships? Because I want to win championships. Yep. And so ideally is if you can trade them and get more picks than the third. But if you can, because teams know you're over a barrel, then fine. Take the thirds and move forward. And how many
3: of the players, as far as the picks go, how many of the players that people would love to keep besides, you know, Jones and Snead that maybe would have to be sacrificed if the Chiefs kept them? were taken in that draft that had so many picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that draft that had 12 picks or whatever it was that, that brought, brought this team, Smith and Creed Humphrey and, and all those guys.
0: I've seen the same person in the middle of a game tweet at me about the fact that they shouldn't have traded Tyreek Hill, and, man, is Trent McDuffie awesome. What?
2: Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, look, I I think this year I think we're going to find out that we wish they had more picks. Yes. Right, because I think they're so good at the draft picks, and this is going to be the year that you know th- this was kind of the window. The window was Chris Jones' contract, and if that was your plan, I just don't think you can jerk the wheel. I I, I think you got to stay the course on what the plan was, and and you know make it happen. Right. Like, because, you know, you, you have no choice but to stay on target for what you wanted to do free agent wise, what you wanted to do cap wise, and then keep looking for the best talent you can find. And I, I just you can't have 20 percent of your cap in the D tackle. Like, how do you replace them? I, I think they already did it. I mean, I, I actually think like Neil Farrell, that's why they traded for him. Um you know, I think he's one of – is he as good? No, he's not as good. And you're going to have to generate pressure elsewhere. Felix on you, D.K. is going to have to take a step forward. You're going to yes. have to, do, uh, you know, uh, create pressure off the outsides. That's where it is. And, like, I'll just ask you this. What do you, How many more 10-sack seasons do you think are in Chris Jones' career?
0: I'd bet there isn't more than two. And there might not be uh-huh. more than one.
2: I'd be shocked if there was more than one. Yeah. In fact, I might even bet against one. He just barely got there this year. Yeah,
0: and it was a well. He he missed a game.
2: And I'm and I'm aware that it's not just about sacks; it's about pressures as well. But you know, I, I think that's to me. You know, is is one way we can at least quantify it, right? To measure it, and and to, I know, and to make. I mean,
0: and make a move to, to, to allow that to happen. Obviously, some kind of reworking has to go with Patrick Mahomes, but that money's going to come out somewhere. And, it's, you know, you're, you're pushing that can down the road, so that also yeah. closes the window down the road. Why? 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 I,
2: I don't want to rework Patrick Mahomes. I don't either. I, I, I want to take the $58 million cap hit now so that he's not more next year. Mm-hmm. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you're like, look, it's it, it's going to be – we're going to have to take a step back with Jones and and – you know, Sneed, okay, fine. Let's let's get the draft and let's move listen, move some other guys too. Right? Like Nick Allegretti's played good football. If you can get Nick Allegretti cheap and you can trade, you know, Joe Tooney, he's coming off injury, that'll probably be hard. But if you can trade Trey Smith and get picks and restock the team, their youth has been their strength. Along Patrick Mahomes first and foremost, Andy Reid, and then their youth. And there's no reason to start messing with that.
0: All right, on this date in 1986, he became the first MLB player to be awarded a $1 million salary in arbitration. Who is he? Brought to you by GoodSense.